0: your unders down your unders review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game hosted by adam camilleri art of war down under hello ladies and
1: gentlemen welcome to this uh, episode 176 of the art of war down under podcast it is the st- 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 stats time and we are going to be deep diving in because we have not done one of these since the balanced data slate and or two new codexes have dropped their way into our mighty meta. That means we're once again joined by the incomparable, the handsome and dashing, effervescent, eighth edition brother of mine, Peter the Falcon. Hey, Domain.
0: Kaka! Doing really good, man. Doing really good. I'm really
1: happy to hear. I'm really happy to hear you're doing really good. We got, the, we are, we, he and I were just the, having some old world gushes about how much we are looking forward to that game, how much we are also quietly quite enjoying our 40 K also in a decent kind of way. But my man, it's been 12 weeks. Um, Last time we did this was the day before your birthday, I believe all the way back in September. And now we're sitting here um, mid of December uh, trying to do our end of year stats wrap up. It's going to be an interesting one to talk about because I think we've got, I guess what the first, the first five months six months of this edition kind of to evaluate as well yeah oh yeah there's a lot to talk about yeah baby so for those who do not know this is a two-part podcast of course second part is actually a very spicy very nice hot takes episode i've done with richard siegler it, getting his thoughts on the two factions that came out recently Admech and necrons what he thinks of both what he likes about both what he dislikes about both etc uh so if you want to get that jump over to part two uh which will be found on patreon at art War down under peter what would you like to plug if anything?
0: Um I guess I'll plug goonammer.com. It's a website that I'm a part owner of. It's a great website for kind of your gaming uh, needs. We primarily cover Warhammer 40K in in great detail every week, but um we literally cover anything else you can think of whether it's D&D, uh Magic the Gathering, um uh, old world, yeah I don't baby. Know. AOS, all that weird stuff that, like, old guys play. I think the only thing we don't do is model trains.
1: Um, yes. The model train yeah. meta is on the rise, man.
0: The model train meta is on the rise. I've said it before. Like, the only thing separating 40K players from being model train uh, collectors is age, for the most part. That's about it. There well, just comes a point, something triggers in our brains, and we're like, I would just rather own a train like Rod Stewart.
1: So I, did, I was walking around with my brother... Uh, we were looking at and his kids and we were looking at some Christmas decorations and stuff. And um, he asked me, like, uh, how does, like, 40K, you know, what is 40K when, you know, and and Warhammer and stuff like that, when you really break it down, what kind of games are that? I'm like, dude, secretly, it's all just model trains. Yep. So look at that. Model trains. See that over there? Model trains. And then I'm like, every hobbyist gets to their their fork in the road where they're either, am I going to get into model trains on Napoleonic historicals? These are my two
0: yeah. options as as a human. <laughs> Yeah, it just we comes to the point a point where you don't want to make laser noises anymore. That's and you're right. like, okay, I can either re like recapture the fifteenth rifles, or I can uh, recreate Birmingham Station, and that's all that's I got. Correct. Well, it's, it might be like uh, platform nine and three
1: quarters for our generation, but you know, same diff. <laughs> um, all right, my man. This is a stats episode. For those of you who do not know, the Falcon and I maintain a living stats ladder, faction ladder, um, for Art of War Down Under. And every time we do one of these, we start off with where were we when we left off. Before we do that, how is that data set for the great game of uh, 10th Edition 40k coming along, mate? What, how many games you got under your belt? How are you feeling about the data that you're collating? And uh, what confidence can you bring to uh, your estimations this day?
0: like there's a lot of games being played at 40k right now. It's um, insane, man.
1: It, it's so good.
0: So for that for the sake of this, like I know our last talk was on September um 14th. Um we're going to use October, November and December data. So 3 months almost, roughly 3 months worth of data. The reason why I'm skipping the last couple weeks of September is because we got the uh Space Marine Codex and that did yep. change up the meta. Um Pretty significantly, maybe not on the Space Marine side, although they they have had a splash. But I feel like Space Marines did change some of um, what we considered like A tier factions in particular. That kind of got a little rotation with more Space Marine mm-hmm. players coming back into the fold. Um, so you know, like I've got almost two thousand games worth of uh, of Eldari data. I've got you know fifteen hundred games worth of Chaos Space Marine data. A thousand games worth of Votan and uh, world eaters and you know five hundred games worth of uh, sisters of battle on my plate. You know we're we're looking we're going to be looking at um, you know 30,000 games worth of data just in this you know two three month period. or That's, three four four-month yeah.
1: period. So amazing amazing and to, just to think like due to yourself we we we're all the way here now whereas you know four years ago five years ago six years ago six years ago six. You be doing this?
0: I, I started at the end of 2018, so five years. That's what I five yeah, years yeah, yeah. ago, five years ago, that we had a Excel spreadsheet that Paul McKelvey sent to yeah, yeah. Val Heffelfinger on like a cold December night when he was probably drunk on wine um, yeah. on a beach in yeah. Morocco, in yeah, Francisco yeah. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> since then, um, things upgraded a lot, I mean, and it's gone a long way from when I was manually writing down numbers from Captain beans. Uh, I like Lewis. when because like not everybody used BCP back then. So I would often get emails with like here's what we did. And it was just uh photocopied pieces of paper with <laughs> with how everybody did on a at an event. And uh BCK, BCP in particular exploded, but we also, you know, had Tourney Keeper and tabletop uh dot TO and other apps. Mm-hmm. Um and then we started manually our auto scraping data and we had all sorts of other stuff happen and now we've got you know 40 kstatsgoonhammercom which i don't have to do any work on now the the lovely uh engineers have been able to uh, automate the vast majority of it for me we've got statcheck um which kind of picked up the a lot yeah. of the steam when I had to take a break for mental health reasons from when I was doing it by hand, and Jeremy Atkinson and uh, Custodes Cliff and Nathan Hen- Nathan Henning and I guess Innis Wilson, although I don't think he actually knows how to do maths, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of took uh, took up that mantle and have carried on with it a, with a beautiful website. If you really want a number mm-hmm. crunch, it's really um, good. Yeah, like it's been it's been great for statistics, and I love every minute of it, and I really hope. Um, I just saw Age of Sigmar has come back with stats. They had uh, kind of disappeared for a while, and there was a huge uh, dump there. And um, with Old World coming out, I can't wait to see what, maybe I'm going to have to do it, but I can't wait to see what kind of number crunching we get out of that too. Like,
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. Beautiful time I, I, to be alive. I, I, it is so good. <clears throat> We're in such a stats-rich environment at the moment. But let's kick this off, my man. Yes. So for those of you who do not know, Uh, we pretty much just go through the tiers of the competitive, you know, uh, accepted competitive tiers of the game. So that's D tier, C tier, B tier, A tier, and S tier. And we categorize every single faction in the game into one of these. There have been some significant changes uh, to the game. The first faction in tier is Leagues of Votan, as it sits right now. Let's uh, see how much of that has changed. And then it's Death Guard and World Eaters. That's the literal bottom three from the previous one. But we're going to be talking quite a few acronyms as we go through this. Uh, Peter, would you like to reel off what they may be for the layman?
0: Sure. The the biggest uh, acronym we uh, I use when I kind of look at how a faction is performing, uh, the, the two biggest are uh, T-Whip. Um, and first round loss uh so t whip or g whip as some people call it tournaments in winning position or games in winning position this calculates um like the percent uh, the percentage a faction uh, goes to at least four and oh at an event before they suffer their first loss yeah. uh, when compared to every other faction so um usually we look at the t wip share, the percentage, the T-Whip percentage of a faction, compare it to how much they're actually being played. Um, And it gives us a rough idea of how strong a faction is. So if, uh, uh, to make it simple, if let's say 50% of players in the world played Space Marines and 50% of people that hit T-Whip or Space Marines, that's probably a, a you would say that's probably a balanced faction but at the same time if up to 50 people were pl- 50% were playing it um there's a problem but you get the yeah. idea so like um as an example we've seen in the past um Eldari often are between like 5 and 7% of the meta depending on how mm-hmm. good they're doing um if you're at 5% of the meta and you have 10% of Twipp that's crazy. Um, you're doubly yeah. represented at the top tables mm-hmm. um that's very good whereas if you are say someone like uh tau um which might be f- three to four percent of the meta uh, but they're only at you know one or two percent t it's yep. probably representative that they're not performing very well obviously factions that are at zero percent t whip they they be struggling real bad because they're just no tables. For average first round loss is a, another really good indicator of how factions are performing, and that's literally just like the average uh, round that the people playing this faction suffer their first loss. Um, so generally, a balanced faction is going to be around a two. is kind of like the perfect average to have for an average first round loss. So when I'm looking at data, if I see anything between, say, a 1.9 and a a 2.1, those factions I consider generally balanced as long as they're seeing Mm. enough play. Um, Stuff below that, they might be struggling um, and the higher you go, of course, like the better you are. And I, yeah. we've seen um like the most broken factions at times hit first round losses of 2.9 and 3.0 before, which is, mm. it, it's unreal. Generally, if you're at that level, it means that 60 to 70% of your players are getting to 4 and 0. Um, exactly
1: right. Yeah. It right? just, just, doesn't
0: matter who you
1: are, how good you are at the game. Just bring the faction. It, that, that, that to me is when we can start, say, a faction is carrying the player.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, generally once you get into those high and so time time periods where we've seen those um which uh spoiling the lead we're not in right now. Like th- those have generally been the worst times for 40K is when we start seeing those 2.6, 2.7, 3.0 yeah. average first round losses. Like uh, old Iron Hands, back when it was mm-hmm. the most broken thing, um, Raven Guard, when they had their moment in the sun, those were like 3.0 factions. Eldari yeah. have a couple times, and Harlequins have sat at like 2.9, 3.0 um, in the past. Um, those aren't good times. Those aren't good time periods. Yep. Um, and then we also look at win rates. I don't put as much, uh, passion into win rates, although the more data we get, the more accurate win rate, uh, kind of, uh, shows compared to, um, to like how good a faction is. Yeah. Um, but so we do, I do look at the, that as well. Fantastic. All right. Let us go off
1: where we left off. Cause like I said, there's a living faction ladder. So we do update it for where we were when we left off. Starting with our D tier, now keep in mind, this was the, I think this was the week that the balanced data slate came out. So yes. we have the, we were doing the data from before the balanced data slate with the knowledge of what was changing in the balanced data slate. So here's what we had. We had, so this is almost pure Index Hammer. Uh, we had Leagues of Votan, Death Guard, World Eaters, Sisters, and GKs, uh, or Grey Knights in the D tier. C tier was Drakari, Tau, Dark Angels, Space Wolves, Blood Angels, Guard, Admech, Black Templars, and Generic Astartes. that being, you know, any of the other Astartes I just read. Uh, B tier was Chaos Knights, Tyranids, Orcs, Demons, and Chaos Space Marines, hilariously. And then A tier was Imperial Knights, Necrons, Custodes, Thousand Sons, and Death Watch, and then... In the s tier of course we had Gene Steeler Colts and Eldari so but we when we when we wrote that down, we were staring down the barrel of a, a holistic amount of changes and we did a on the, on the part two of that episode we actually did a full predictions tier um and even then, I think we were pretty close on a couple of fronts. We may read that out later when um, we do the fully updated one and see how close we got there's definitely some that are incorrect we have oh, yeah. uh, we have well eaters in the D tier. <laughs> I
0: think, I, I think the thing I was most wrong was about uh, Grey Knights. I thought Grey Knights would turn out to be much better than they ended up being. They just weren't mm. as killy as I thought. I think Necrons, well, now that they've got their codex, are going to be fantastic, but Necrons, I also felt, were going to be way stronger, but there were just too yeah. many armies that dumpstered um, yeah, exactly the, like right. the Necron block. So
1: Easy done. Uh, to that end, mate, let us jump on in and start updating this bad boy. So... Let us go into that D tier. What is in there right now as it stands?
0: Our new D tier. So first off, the bottom of the barrel, my boys, my favorite army in the entire world. Um, But they just got nerfed into oblivion. Um, Adeptus Custodes. They got annihilated. So
1: those who do not know, the balanced data slate hit them. Ah, There's only two armies that I feel like the balanced data slate hit holistically. Um, Although Custodes didn't get rules changes, did you? They well they had a couple strat changes. Um uh, that's right. Yeah, that that I, that's real changes.
0: And then it was points, and uh, and then all the the main thing and then unit sizes. Uh, points, unit sizes. uh They got hit like across the board. Yeah. And the fact that the devastating wounds uh, change happened as well meant that their core ability basically just no longer functioned with ninety nine percent of the stuff in the game. Um. Adeptus Custodes have become like bad death guard if you want to have a chance at success with them. Um, you're you're like religiously using um deep strike and yep. uh, to your yep. and just hoping for the best because yep. most of your best units are pretty slow.
1: Um, your shooting is actually not that good apart from the Calatius Grav tank, your shooting and- is pretty negligible so you know you can't yeah. even buy and trade shots from deployment zones and try and jostle for position you don't have and enough trade. Good,
0: a lot of the good units a lot of the units that benefited from the the change and also the space marine release um just outclass the caladius in terms of damage yeah, output
1: correct so they don't yeah. they don't
0: last on the board unless you're on a very heavy board and even when mm-hmm. you're on a very heavy board it's not amazing um because of the changes to the fly special rule yeah, like custodians have struggled. So like since just since uh, the space Marine launch custodians have had one person go undefeated uh, like uh, in a, in any event, that's it. Wow. It's the, yep. uh, I think them and uh, Imperial Knights are the lowest of anybody. So, so like their T whip percentage is less than 1%. They, they had been one of the more popular armies. They still are. Uh, but they they went from being like five and six percent of the meta down to three percent of the meta, uh, almost yep. four. Um, their win rate's only forty percent. They have an average first loss of one point four, which is the lowest in the game right now. Yeah, um, yeah I... by, a, by a strong margin. Because one thing I will say is that balance data slate really did balance out basically um, everybody else to a like a strong degree. It's just custodes and one or two other factions did not benefit. So.
1: Uh, and one of those other factions, I would not be surprised if it's coming up soon. Uh, We're we going to see Imperial Knights join them in the D tier?
0: Yes. Imperial Knights are probably the second worst faction. To be fair, it's it's pretty 50-50. Like, they both have very similar win rates, depending and, and on just, the data you're looking at. Because, um, like, I know some people like to use stat check and 40k stats. 40k stats yep. caps at 28 game uh, twenty eight uh, player uh, events. Stat check goes down to 25 um, so that means they pull a few more uh, events than we do. Imperial Knights. The ruffians.
1: Uh, the uncouth ruffians, mate. How dare So they.
0: Imperial Knights, um, if you don't have those lower uh, things, they're up to like a 43% win rate, 44% win rate the last few months. Um, if you do include the 25s, they drop down to be a 42, 41, just like Custodes. That's, dude, that's that's wild. That was two A-tier factions that
1: with one balanced yep. artist like, went to the two worst factions in the game yeah so they're, they, they're, it's well, it's undeniable that that was over overboard way too much
0: oh yeah like the changes to um towering were big but then they also modified uh the bondsman ability for imperial and knights over, and overwatch and, and overwatch and like those three things um they probably could have kept bondsman the way it was and imperial Knights yeah. would have been fine
1: yeah, and that, that's my hope. My hope is that they undo that one and then wait and see a bit and then if they need to do further yes yeah, so be it. But 100% they need to undo that. All right, then, what is next in the D's?
0: Um, and next in D I would say is um, you're looking at Drukhari. Well, is anyone even playing it? Uh, I do that's I do, pro- my, that's I do part my part st- of the problem
1: is that I do my st- stats, few people they're they're
0: playing it. You basically have <laughs> Skari and that's it in terms of quality <laughs> players <laughs> trying to make it work.
1: I mean, week, week, week after week, week after week, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, Skarri's played some Necrons, though, so he's he's felt the robot love, and they're very strong now. So they couldn't, be, they couldn't they couldn't be it, so
1: funny to me. They couldn't be further apart, like furthermore juxtapositioned, and he still loves both. It's just oh crazy yeah. To me. Anyway, continue, so mate.
0: But yeah, Trikari, they have got like a 1.57 average first loss. Oh, Imperial Knights are at 1.5 uh, as well. You know, they're they're also sitting at that like 42, 43 percent win rate. Um, some, some weeks they'll get into like 45, 46, but it's not like, they're just not performing. Uh, they've hit T whip once, just like custodies overall, just, they're just not, not hacking it right now. So I would put to in D. Yep. Um, and I would put uh death watch in D. Well, another because, one. Yeah. Mainly because with death watch now, there's no reason not to just run all of the other Marines with the Marine codex coming yeah. out the death yeah. watch. The changes to the Death Watch, because um, they did get nerfed as well. Their their detachment um, yep. got nerfed. Uh, were just too big. I don't. I don't even think they were necessary after all the other changes to the game. Totally. Agree. Uh, so that com- combined with the fact that we got a Space Marine codex that heavily favored running like Ultramarines or mm-hmm. uh, Blood Angels or Black Templars over any of the other factions. Deathwatch definitely dropped but, yeah. off the face
1: of the earth. Entirely marginalized, the marginalized marine out of that out of that codex and bounce data state shift. Yeah. Um, what's the what's there been player representation? Does anybody still play them? Like,
0: oh, it's, it's crazy. Um, it's extraordinarily low. Like, I think um, in the last three months we've had thirty two players. Um, it yes. is the lowest of any of the represented factions. That's bo- that's bonkers. That's yeah yeah. Other than Harlequins, right. but Harlequins I mean most people are running them. Yeah. Uh, right. So yeah. Exactly. Right. It, 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 yeah. Um, anything else in tier? um i think there's a strong argument for um chaos demons being in d tier you could yep. argue c tier for chaos demons but I, I because they have had uh better t whip representation uh but their average first round loss is the same as drukari and and death watch really yep. um their win rate is very low it's at like a 44 percent um they have had, you know, four or five people actually get to T-Whip uh, and go undefeated, or they've had like six people go uh, hit T-Whip and, go undefe- and four of them go undefeated. So, you know, there are a handful of people or maybe two people that are making it work, um, which would be the only argument for being C, but you could say just top of uh, D, I think, is, is perfectly yeah. adequate
1: here. Beauty. So, interestingly, we had five factions in DTR in the previous faction ladder. We have five again in this one, but uh, they are all different. There is not mm-hmm. one that is. There is not one that is the same from last D tier to this D tier. So for this, um, this is this is pre data slate to post data slate.
0: And one thing I'll say uh, about absolutely. this D tier is like the upper end of this D tier would have been a C tier faction. And I would say in any other time we did this because things have, yep. have cushioned up more. Like that forty three percent win rate for me used to be like okay, well now we're looking at C, um, yep. and there's yep. really only two factions below it. Like Custodies and Imperial Knights are the only two that that can't even get into that zone, right?
1: Yeah. So. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what are we starting
0: C tier off with? Uh, I think we'll start C tier with uh, Blood Angels. Yep. So Blood Angels have shown like that they can definitely win. Um, Firestorm and Iron Storm lists have yep. seen some success uh, with Blood Angels because Death Company are very strong. Um, and we're seeing like, Bow predators being used in Iron Storm lists. And... Don't you just love it?
1: Doesn't it just just doesn't just make your heart sing to see a bowel oh, predator yeah. on the table?
0: Yeah, I mean I I just bought bought one and was tried to convince to buy a second. Um so like blood angels have it, but it's there's just running Ultramarines is probably just better across the board in almost every way, unfortunately, because of Calgar and um yeah um uh, Um that said, like I like Blood Angels being a C tier faction um is from is Purely from a stats, I would say in my mind they're more of a B tier faction, um, but statistically they've an average first round loss of one point seven four, which would have been a B tier rating not long ago. Just but this is just where the game's gone. Yep. Um, they've had you know uh, five people hit T whip, so their T whip representation is like one percent, which isn't terrible. Consider they only make up two percent of the the meta. That their win rate though is is quite low. It's um it's it's like borderline forty four percent. So mm. fair, yeah. Uh, next in C, I would say is uh, Gene Steeler Colts.
1: Ooh, how the mighty have fallen. Yeah, look, I, I suppose that is as far that is three tiers down, the same as uh, Custodians and Imperial Knights.
0: Yeah. The big thing with uh, uh, Gene Steeler Colts is most people just stop playing them unless your name is That's Alex correct. McDougall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they they went. They were. They've always kind of been a low, uh, rep, low represented uh, represented army. They they make up 1.5 percent of the player base. They do have a Whip of 1.5 percent as well. Like so, that's great. They're a one to one ratio. Really good. Um, yeah. But their like average win rate is still only about a 45. Uh, average first loss is 1.86. So it's not. Yeah. It, they're not terrible. Um, them and tyranids are I would say are about the same area. The what I would say for Tyranids though, um, that sets them apart, even though their average first round loss is about the same as um like they're actually a little bit more successful on the the T Whip and Undefeated fronts, basically. So
1: Yeah, I'm really fascinated with the the Tyranids Codex. Cause I mean, when it came out, there was uh, you know, it wasn't a crazy amount of hype, as in like there wasn't anything overly busted. Anything apparently the best, just the best thing in the book. Um, do you have any idea what's been performing the best stats wise?
0: Um, I think stats wise, the the most success has been carpet lists. Just uh, unfortunately, but, but fair. But it's a hard list to to run, right? Um, yeah, I do know. Uh, like a couple of team events, I've seen people go like heavy Norn lists Uh, and uh, like Vanguard has, has made some attempts, but it just feels like the unending swarm is the, the more successful like Tyranids are 1.8 for their average first round loss. Um, They've had 24 people hit T whip, which is a really successful number, 10 people undefeated. Um, You know, they make up 6% of the meta and they have 5% of T whip. Um, so they're like, a, I would say they're a high C-tier army. Um, mm. I, you could almost put, like, our C-tier is is very small, in my opinion. It's yeah. just the win rate is very low, at, a, at like a yeah. 45.
1: So is that all that's in C-tier, Blood Angels, GSC, Tunis?
0: 47, I mean. I would say uh, you should also put um, Guard in C-tier.
1: Yep. Um, I'm just the, sitting here being proud of Adeptus Mechanicus being in B-tier. Huh?
0: I, and like, less. So here's the problem with the Deftus <laughs> mechanic. Is, is like um, they have an amazing average first round loss. It's two point one, which oh, is incredible. Wow, wow! They only have a forty. They, their win rate's only forty eight percent, forty seven. And there's
1: like literally like three people, and uh, yeah, playing them. Yeah, they've title. had
0: seventy people use it, right? Um, <laughs> but of those seventy people, like five of them. Hit T-Whip. Three of them were Rusted. The yep. Um, so, like, I would say they're at, like, the bottom of B with some numbers that could make them an A-Tier army. Like, a couple of their numbers are in that area. But, yeah, I would say you could put Guard in C-Tier, and you could probably put Necrons in C-Tier, but this is me changing, like, what a C-Tier used to be, almost. Well, that's um, that's the thing. This is because the... things have crunched up. So, you know what? Let's, let's scratch that. Sorry. We're going to say Necrons and Guard are B-Tier, and we're going to stop. And Tyranids... We'll say tyrannids are the top of C, uh, yeah. Just because so, the so low.
1: Tell me, you said this crunched up thing a couple of times. Explain that to people. What has happened here? We've had a a redist- a kind of redistribution or redefining of a, of what our tier lists are. And I think this so, is only going. This, this is something that is inevitable and and going to happen as a game evolves. But explain
0: that to people. So we've had like. Uh, v- fluctuations in um, I would say what is like a good versus um, like an eight, an S or an A tier army versus a D tier army in the past. Um, If we go way back to like early mid eighth edition, um, like your worst factions were general. Like we would have one or two factions that nobody played like gray knights that would be at like a 30%, but almost everybody else would be between 45 and 55%. Yeah. So a D tier faction, you might say, granites are D tier, C tier. Here's a bunch of guys that are at, like between forty five and forty eight percent win rates. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then B tier would be in that fifty percent range. A would be what like fifty two, and then your S tier would be like the one guy, like Inari or something. At 53, um, and then, Yeah. And then we went to a a period where things went absolutely fucking batshit crazy. There's your one, Peter. There it is. <laughs> a long time yeah there's our pg rating uh yeah. <laughs> being maintained um but where we had like you know we'd have two or three factions um at like 60 70 win rates and these crazy average first round mm-hmm. losses of three and t whips of like t whip representation where they're like triple what their actual representation is and uh, and stuff like that and we had that for a long time so all of a sudden like um, you, it changes like the, the, the graph where now a D tier army, yes, there's still like a 30% win rate army. Um, C tier uh, is now like a 38% win rate because at least they're winning something. Um, B tier yeah. all of a sudden becomes these like 45, 46, 47% yeah. win rate guys. Um, uh, because there's like, uh, the, the, like the top end is, is so skewed right mm. um and now i think like it th- things have changed like we have a, a we have a huge amount of factions that are in that like very sweet 48 to 52 53% win rate and there's only two or three that are above that that are in that scary zone that even GW yeah. thinks is is out there. Although if you look at GW stats, they would say there's no faction in that zone or one faction, Mm -hmm. I think based on their last thing. Um, But anyway, um, so yeah, so we've seen the kind of a crunch up where when I'm saying these armies are C tier last time, I probably would have said they were like low B um, because they're, they're good numbers. And that's why I'm kind of waffling on saying it. Um, Like, and we also have a bunch of factions with low run rates, but really good average first round loss and, and good T whip because uh the top end is way more fleshed out than it's been in a long time. Like the uh to to basically say that there's only two three factions that have zero to to one T-WIP representation over over this many games. Yep. Um is we wouldn't have seen that before. Right? That is yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, like almost everybody's got 10 15 20 yeah, uh, you know, uh, players that have hit T Whip at the very least. And that's not something we we used to see ever. Well, that's so. a, that's an, that's an indication of some some level of balance, internal balance in the game. Whether exactly. it's like
1: I... the mission level or the the armor construction level or the detachment choosing level or something. Something is keeping us in a relatively good place. Yeah. All right, let's truck on with this B tier. So we got uh Ashimilatara, Necrons, and Adeptus Mechanicus so far.
0: Yeah, and they're all like, you know. 47-ish percent win rates. They've got decent uh T whip representation. Um you know they've they've had like Necrons and Astro Militarum are basically um exactly the same in terms of win rate, yep. in terms of T whip rep in terms of average first round loss. There's a very small differential. They're at about 1.7. Um Tau Empire. Yep basically the same. The only difference is we're getting a little more undefeated with the Tau Empire. I think that I think that kind of goes to the, um, the power of the crisis bombs and if yeah. you yeah. cannot deal with them um, at your like, local meta. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grey Knights, also B tier, they don't have as much uh, representation as those other armies I just mentioned. Um, but they're still not doing terrible. They've only got a 47% win rate only 150 players so about uh, about 3% of the meta just under 3% of the meta yep um but you know 10 people have hit t-whip five of them undefeated with That's those numbers
1: good. yeah
0: uh, chaos knights definitely like in that b tier they they're also at that like uh 47 48 49% win rate depending on the day um, depending on the dates you're pulling your data from they've got a 1.83 yeah. average first round loss um you know t whip is uh, they make up almost five percent of the meta and their t whip is almost four percent so like they're they're very well represented. they're represented at top tables yes they are um and that goes to just like how good war dogs are like war dogs band (laughs) with maybe one big boy yep Um, that's exactly right which suffered from nobody playing them so it's hard but that average first round loss is incredible um, so should I chuck? Uh, should I chuck? Because uh, I had had up uh,
1: next to Necrons and National time. Should I chuck them where uh, Chaos Knights are? I would say we can leave them at B. We've already discussed them. We know where they're. No, you know what I mean, like uh, to the upper end of B.
0: Oh no! Yeah, I would say that's fine. Yeah. Yep. Impressive. Um, and then I would say our last two B would be um, Orcs and Death Guard.
1: Good old Death Guard. Look at them go. Orcs is pretty much exactly the same as the, where they were, but Death Guard was. What they were the second worst army in the game previously? And yeah, so Death Guard. Are,
0: yeah. Well done. Death Guard are like a very like I've got them at a 48% win rate. Uh stat check has them at a 50%, basically, since the Space Marine dropped. Um they've got good T-Whip representation. Their average first loss is 1.8. Um T-Whip, they they make up. Uh, they're like uh, in, uh, Chaos Knights in that they make up about four and a half percent of the meta. They're about three yep. percent of T-Whip, so like they're they're holding strong. They're very mm-hmm. solid. Orcs. Um, we're seeing an, a, another spike happening right now with Orcs, where they they could arguably be like a, an A tier faction. Um, In fact, actually, I would put Thousand Suns below Orcs if I'm being honest right now. When I really look at this data and I look at everything holistically, Um, because while Orcs have a slightly worse win rate than T Suns, the rest of their data is much better. They have an average first round loss of 1.95, which is where I would generally put a B tier faction. Um, Their T whip is five percent, which is very good. It's higher than their average, uh, their uh, their field representation right now. and we're seeing them start to go up and up and up. Like, we've seen Shaw and Aiden start playing at a couple events with them again. Um, the one cool thing I will say about the last probably two, well, month and a half of watching competitive 40k. Yep. Is seeing um, the top end begin to, like, the A tier, I would say, start to evolve. Mm. Um, orcs slowly moving into that A tier. Sisters of Battle moving into that A tier with some high end players saying they're an S tier faction in their opinion. They just the stats don't represent it. Um, we're seeing that move, and I think it, it. I think that more than anything shows how good the meta currently is from a competitive standpoint. Yeah, with,
1: with totally, totally agree. Um, right. And I, it was interesting to note that um, I guess the previous faction ladder we did was purely the Index Hammer capture. It was just Index Hammer. So this yeah. one is going to cap. This one is going to be capturing the impact, I guess, in key that we've had in the development since the post data slate, and also the in Space Marine effect. We've already seen the first Space Marine faction coming into the tier in Blood Angels, and they're joined by the entire other Codex in the Tyranids. So, unfortunately, yep. the Tyranid yep. Codex not making a, <laughs> not
0: making a big impact. And but- something that's this is my fault because of how things have been with the Space Marine Codex. Yeah. Um, there's really no differentiation between any of the non Codex Space Marines, so I would say Codex Space Marines, as it is, um, is like a a high B low A army because their win they rate is terrible, which yes. it almost always is, right? Like hundred uh, percent win is. rate. Um, I believe right now is at like a forty five percent, right? Forty four to forty five yep. week to week, but. They, like, they're showing, um, they're having a lot of people have success with them. Um, so I think we should, we'll slot Space Marines in B with an asterisk, because I would say Space Marines are a B across the board, except Ultramarines are, uh, and, and Black Templars are, like, A-tier factions. <laughs>
1: I yeah, and we can definitely put Black Templars in the A-tier as their own cutout. But the, the, yeah. I mean, the issue, always the issue with the studies is that I mean, and I'm talking generic studies is that they are such an eclectic bunch. You could be playing Crimson Fists. you could be playing White Scars. You could be yeah. playing, you know, literally, you know, John Lennon's uh, Ultramarines list, best, you know, one of the best lists in the world. Uh, and there's such a such a disparity between them, and also they just have such a phenomenally large meta representation from the entire gamut of competitive players that you, you always get, you know you're always going yep. to get a big disparity. What's the, What actually is their meta-representation? Um, and if you have it from, like, did we see much of an uptick from Index Hammer to Codex Hammer with the studies if you can go
0: back that far? Yeah, so base studies are at about a 7.6 right now. Um, but then if you add on, like, Death Watch, Blood Angels, uh, Dark Angels, and the rest, um, they go up to, uh, what did we get, 18... Uh, we're at, like, a 22% of the meta is Space Marines right now. Cool. The, That's, since the codex That's nuts. Yeah, 22%. Yeah. That's
1: absolutely And
0: crazy. then if we look at pre-codex, just give me a moment while I grab that for you. I appreciate we'll just go that. A few months back. Uh, Marines are 6, 9, huh. nice. 10,
1: 11.
0: They're about twelve percent, so they they jump from about being one in every ten players, one in every nine players, to being one in every five players are playing Space Marines right now. Some wow, o- almost
1: doubled. There yep. you go. So that is a good in, in, uh, indictment. I would love to see the Tyranids
0: one, and uh, unfortunately, I think I'd be a little bit disappointed there. How um, Tyranids? So Tyranids were five percent pre. Yep. Um, pre their Codex drop, and now they are. Let me just work some filter scenarios here. He's gonna move some beans. He's gonna get out of calculus.
1: He's gonna check the position of the sun. People, they're at six. And
0: they went from they went from a little over five to a tiny bit over six. So they, okay, they so they the, barely yeah. the needle barely moved.
1: Barely moved. Yeah, it's a bit rough. All right, back to the job at hand. Now that we've had our little side quest,
0: um, a tier factions. Let's go. Okay, eight tier factions. I see the bottom of A tier right now. We kind of already talked a little bit about orcs being possibly moving into A tier. Um, yep. Sisters of Battle, I believe, have moved into into the A tier. Um, that's that's amazing. I I love that so
1: much because much like much like Chaos Space Marines, you can't point at a single reason why Sisters are doing so good. They've in fact they've had just about all the ability to do most of what they're doing right now, except the meta was different. And so yeah, I think it just. The meta shifted think, a little bit, and then the stuff that they were doing just meant more.
0: Power Armor jumping as much as it did, Iron Storm being kind of the best way to run Space Marines, I think, helps sisters a little bit. Sisters, um, Chaos Space Marines being as good as they are, helps sisters to a degree because yep. they have answers to Accursed Spam. They do. Yeah, they um, do. They're very good at scoring. I think there just comes a point where, especially when you get a, a couple of, of good like top end players start looking at the data differently. Um, there was that uh, GW event that Sisters won. I think that really helped everything. Uh, Tampa, right? I believe. Yeah. Where people were like, well, who the heck is this random Joe? This was a very soft meta, which it, I mean, let's like a lot of the GW events can be as the year goes on. Uh, unfortunately, that one wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> one, the, like, the entire, like, uh, yeah, yeah but often that's kind of what people think. Um, and so it, it can be written off, but when you have an event that does have, you know, a handful of really good players, whether they knock themselves out or not, um, yeah. like it, all of a sudden you get these guys that take the second look and they're like, well, why did they win? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh yeah. Okay. Well, we have this and it has this and acts of faith are still, um, the dice are still faith. Dice are still like super powerful miracle dice. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. um, Same thing, mate. So, like, there's a lot there. They score amazingly well. They're very killy. Paragon suits are not terrible in the slightest. Um, So, yeah, like, there's a lot to be said for the meta adjusting the way it did into into there being so much more power armor um, and sisters having so many tools to deal with that.
1: Mm, Yeah, I do totally agree with that take. Um, All right, what else
0: is in this A tier? Um, Also in the A tier, we would have... Black Templars, Uh, I think, are um, an A-tier faction. They have an amazing win rate. Where Uh, are my Dark Angels at? uh, Dark Angels, I kind of forgot about them. Uh, Yeah, Dark
1: Angels and Space Wolves are the other two. uh,
0: Space Wolves have A-tier numbers, but not A-tier representation. So we could put, I would say Space Wolves are A-tier because uh, we we've talked about we want to run purely on numbers. And I would sorry put yep. Dark Angels down in B tier. I hate Easy. Dark Angels, and so I often skip them. Uh Dark Angels for people that want to know, 1.8 uh average first round loss, which is very good. Like it's borderline average, but uh they have a win rate of only like 45%. Um, so we've they definitely have like their uh T whip ratio is one to one, which is very strong. That's usually a very yep. balanced yep. army. Um yep. So, what your Dark Angels players have to do is convince your friends not to run Lionel Johnson.
1: Uh, this is unfortunately true. Um, if you hundred percent of the time he makes the list worst. If you can
0: figure out a way uh, to be like, "Deathwing Knights are good," please yeah. stop running see, the
1: lion. See this? No, does not spark joy. Um, if
0: you want to go three and two, run the lion all day, buddy. Live yeah, your best life. What is going on with Space Wolves?
1: So I know that um, a lot of people, like you said, a lot of people aren't playing them. Unlike many, unlike just about every single other of the factions, Space Wolves um, behoves you to taking pretty much like Space Wolves exclusive miniatures the entire time. So it's not like you can just take your Ultramarines army and play it as Space Wolves. Unlike many of the others, if you just if you just had a sword and board Terminator and called it a a um, Deathwing Knight, sure, good good job, mate. But you are not going to put a guy on a bike and call it a Thunderwolf Cav. So this is why the player base for Space Wolves is so much so much smaller. Because essentially they've got their own model. Right now they've got a a only Space Wolves model range in play. Their best list is just purely Space Wolves models. You know, with the exception of some Inceptors and stuff like that.
0: Uh, What are their numbers at? So they're at a fifty percent win rate, um, which is great. Fifty-two. If you use like stat check data, I've got them at a fifty, which is solid um their t whip ratio is is like a one to one um they've got they've had about hundred and fifty players ten uh, nine of them have hit t whip five have gone undefeated their average first round loss is a one point nine um so they're in that like low a you know top of b kind of scenario for for their for their faction the big thing is i find is like they're very good Stack check army right now in a lot of smaller GTS, um, because of Thunderwolf Cav, mm. right? Like that's their army. Uh, they're like basically the one army that can make use of the uh, the quote unquote White Scars detachment from the Space Marine Codex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, As long as they dodge their are like four bad matchups, they're four terrible matchups. Uh, yeah, they have No answer to to very high armor. Or very few answers to very high armor. Um, like they can they can just outscore everybody, right? Like it's a it's an it's an it's a list that can easily just shove twelve to fourteen Thunderwolves in your deployment zone, turn one or two, and say, okay, um, if you're not going to kill these, I'm going to score a hundred, right? So yes,
1: correct, correct.
0: Um, what's the Templars looking like comparatively? Templars are are definitely like an A tier faction but they they they're all they're kind of almost in that scary zone of being an S tier faction they have a 55% yep. win rate um, wow they have um sorry let me just bring them back up here cuz i was i dropped down to look at space wolves 55% win rate uh av- almost 56 180 players of those 180 um 10% of them have hit t whip they mm-hmm. they've had six players go undefeated their average first round loss is two two point oh one, which is great. Really, great. um, their T whip share is uh is a little over is four percent, and they make up three percent of the field. Um, and that three percent is like that three point three percent is more than double what they they ever are. So people yes. have caught on that yeah. Black Templars are uh, probably the best way to play Space Marines. Uh, with some people having an argument for Ultramarines, I yeah, I I don't think there's much of a i don't think much of a point arguing i think they're both awesome choices yeah yeah and unfortunately i don't split out ultramarines from regular space marines so no. like, I, yeah. I can't tell you like how much better. we just know from from like looking at the players playing them but like black templars um the thing is is like they do really well with iron storm um yeah. and they do really well with firestorm both and yeah and gladius
1: and but but and Gladius, Ultra, yeah, Ultras is the vanguard of choice, right? Ultras is the vanguard.
0: Ultras wants, yeah, you want Ultras for vanguard. Um, Black Templars have had, have seen success with Iron Storm, Firestorm, and with Gladius. I think more Gladius than any of the others, but like all yep. of them are very yep. strong. Because um, Black Templars, uh, uh, due to Crusade Squads um, and Hellbrecht and a few other things, they basically run a slightly worse Chaos Space Marine list, right? Correct, correct. Um, so and if you're on your if you're on your game and you're playing your impulsors properly, um, like you can beat uh like the 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 non-mirror mirror of of like chosen and rhinos. Um yeah. so like it's it's definitely a very strong army, Black Templars. a f five point multi-meltas on every vehicle in your list is yeah. definitely yeah. A it huge right. It slaps, yeah. yeah. Uh, 100 percent Um I'm other the on, other A tier factions, uh Leagues of Otan. Yep. Um they have a 56% win rate uh, between 53 and 56 depending on the week statcheck has them as high as 57 so that's wow. that's yeah. in a danger zone right yeah, yeah. um in terms that's of we- they were literally the worst
1: army in the game and now they're towards the top of ATS. So oh yeah and we've, we found label- love this
0: we talked about this in that last episode that I was, I had some concerns. There was uh, like one of the things that I love about leagues of OTAN right now. So from a stats perspective, average first run loss 1.97. So basically a two between 53 and 57% win rate, depending on your day, Um, their T whip ratio, they make up 3.6% of the meta. They have almost 5% T whip. So very good T whip ratio. Um, the big thing about Leagues of Votan, I find, and the best way you can tell, like, that they're so good, is Thunderkin are 75 points, and the best uh, Leagues of Votan players just don't run them. Yeah, that's right? it's because ridiculous. Because they don't shoot far enough. And, they, yeah. like, and they're and they not so, in a Sagittar, that's it. Yeah, and they, they don't go in a Sagittar. Like, that's... <laughs> or Deep Strike, yeah. That, to yeah, me, like, when so I looked obvious. at Thunderkin and the changes they made going down to 75 points, I'm like, this is so good. Busted. Um, yeah. But... but Sagittars. I also. I mean, I said it when the Sag, when the Volt Dan, uh changes came out. I was like, everyone's going to run five or six Sagittars at the minimum, and that is the case. Correct. And Correct. so there's like, yeah, like leagues. Um, they they have answers to just about everything that's very good in the game. Um, they score amazingly well. Um, it's just at that upper tier playing into Eldar and Chaos Space mm-hmm. Marines in particular mm-hmm. and Black Templar because they can just blow up all your stuff as well as like Vanguard Ultramarines. Uh, they can blow up your Sagittars and deal with the stuff inside. Um, you just have to play with a little bit more finesse. But against so many other armies, they just win by existing because there's just too much yeah. stuff. to there's too much deck- stuff. Right,
1: yeah, they, they got kind of the inverse of the custodies buff, they got the holistic, the, the holistic buff instead of holistic nerf, like yeah. threefold increases. And, and, and in truth, they literally exchanged places with custodies. Custodies was an upper A tier and are now the worst army in the game. Votan was the worst army in the game, now an upper A tier. They did an old swapperoo on us, uh, which is um, hilarious.
0: And then the last A tier faction, um, is World Eaters, I would put them at the top. And yep. so their numbers, uh, their average first round loss is slightly better than Votan, slightly, and, and Black Templars, it's at like a 2.05. Yep. Um, their win rate is only, like, if you go over that whole three-month period, it's only um, like a 52%, okay? Which you wouldn't say is like an A tier, well, it's that's bottom A tier, it shouldn't be top. But um, in the last month, they have spiked Excessively yeah. right after Anthony Vanilla kind of put in that first, um, really good result with uh, world leaders. Um, they went from being like a B tier faction, like all the way up, right? Yeah, um, yeah. On, the, on the other hand, they also picked up a lot of players that just don't know how to run that list, they're too, <laughs> they're too aggressive with them, which is shocking. Um, but still, you know, they have that 2.05 average first round loss uh their t-wip is almost 6%, they only make up 4% of the meta. Um and they just keep getting better week to week. We're seeing mm. more and more results coming from world leaders. So I would say like they like there's a very strong argument between Vol- Votan and World Leaders in that area. Um I know there are people that would say that World Leaders are the uh, arguably uh like the top 3 armies in the game and I I, w- I would say they're third right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, I I love have loved that debate. Uh, currently, uh, who is the third best army in the game? Because it's mm-hmm. not really debatable what's first and uh, what what the other two are. It's debatable actually what's first and second in those two at the moment, which we're we're about to debate. But yeah, uh, yeah what what was third is, has always been pretty highly contested because some people uh, some people have been saying it's of Battle. Some people have been saying Votan. Some are saying World Eaters. You know, yeah. some madmen out there are saying all sorts of other nonsense as well. But on to our tier, it's no surprise that Eldari and Chaos Space Marines are here. And I personally. Think Chaos Base Marines are better than Eldar right now.
0: I would say it's about as close as we've ever been between two top factions. Yeah. Fair. Um, tell us, tell us the numbers, mate. Okay. Um, so in the last two and a little bit months, basically since the Marine Codex dropped, became legal. Yep. Uh, we've had 398 recorded players of chaos base marines, 416 of Eldar. Um, so the numbers are very close. Uh, Chaos based Marines have had 69 players at T-Whip. Nice. Eldari, <laughs> yeah. 71. They've both had 32 players go undefeated. Their average first loss, Eldari is 2.3. Chaos based Marines is 2.25. Um, they're, uh, Eldari's got a 59% win rate. Chaos based Marines 57, but okay. sometimes as high as 59. They both have a 14% share of T-Whip. Uh, they both make up uh, a little more than 7% of the field. So, like, their wow. numbers are wow. very even across the board. Razor Eldari thing. are just, like, the teensiest bit better.
1: No, this is great. I'm putting Chaos Space Marines
0: on one. No, I'm not. not. I'm just saying from the numbers, man. If <laughs> yeah, you look just at your numbers. We um, work off the numbers, here. And if you look at, like, stat check data, you'd see in that same time period, it's the same Eldari. They're showing, like, a, uh, yep. a 60% yep. rounded up. Space, Chaos Space Marines are 59. Um... They're looking at twelve percent for TWIP, uh for for them in their data. I've got them at fourteen, both of them. Like it's uh, it's yeah. Like this is this is like a very close call, and I would say it comes down to player skill at this point between the two. Um, more the and like it's still even. Like I, if you have yeah. a top tier Eldar player playing into a top tier Chaos based to player, it's a yep. I would say it's a coin toss as to who's gonna win. Be Beautiful. So. Well, let's give you guys the recaps. This is the updated tier list, taking into
1: account all the data we've had post-data slate and the injection of the first two codexes. We have in our D tier, Custodias, Imperial Knights, uh, Drakari, Death Watch, and Chaos Demons. C tier is Blood Angels, Green Steel Cult, and Tyranids, the entire of the Hivemind. Uh, B tier is Astra Militarum, Necrons, Tau, Grey Knights, Chaos Knights, Adeptus Mechanicus, Thousand Sons, Death Guard, Dark Angels, Orcs with an asterisk, and Astartes with an asterisk. Um, that actually being, they could be a bit of a tweener, as we like to say. Um, A tier is Sisters of Battle, Black Templars, Space Wolves, Leagues of Votan, and World Eaters. And then the S tier, of course, is Chaos Space Marines and El Dari. How do you feel about that, mate? Any any we've missed off the top of your head as well? I don't think we missed anybody. They'll tell us in the comments. If you did, forget. it just means your faction doesn't matter. And we don't respect them.
0: It's true. I mean, I, I forgot Dark Angels completely until you reminded me. Shush. Uh-huh. Shush.
1: We've got nothing. So no crazy. one forgets the first.
0: Uh, first is worst. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, I feel like reading that out, Space Wolves is probably the only one that, in my mind, would really be a little lower. Yeah. Um, Do you want to check him in B? We can. Like, it, the, numbers, if, if the, if the numbers. If the numbers say they're infection. Yeah, I'd say let's keep him in A. It's, yeah. it's fine. It's fine. It's if someone fine. wants to fight me over it later, um, <laughs> you you don't know where to find me.
1: So That's right. That's hopefully. right. <laughs> um, I actually could have a question for you because it's one of the questions I would have asked you. How far away are we from being able to do one of these four team events? God, I wish. Yeah.
0: Um, I know the stat check guys have been trying real hard to get really good team event data. I would what I would like to see um to get that team event data done properly is I want to see someone look at a modified like there's a there's an, uh, uh, like, it's not ELO, because ELO is growing in popularity in 40k2, which I love. It's, like, the thing I wanted since, like, day two of doing stats was that e- for ELO to grow. ELO doesn't work very well with team settings, but there's a, a modification of ELO called TrueSkill that Microsoft created. Yeah. Um, which were they used for, like, Halo and games like that, team games yep, yep. to generate ELO. If we could get somebody to pay Microsoft the money to use TrueSkill 2, their newest version of TrueSkill... Um, war to make their own version of it like that would, i would say we would be primed to do a, like a real good deep dive into the into how good factions are in teams and the players of of those factions both because it, it would be very easy to delineate it using using that um you reckon would, we could just you reckon we could just do an anecdotal one you reckon- i mean yeah we could do some anecdotal if if someone's willing to pull all the teams teams data because i don't want to do that anymore Um, yeah i know uh yuck um
1: but anyway, that brings us to the end of the stats part of the episode. Really appreciate you coming on, mate. Um, anything in particular you find very spicy about our latest faction update? And in pontificating on if you have any you know, gut instinct on where Admech and Necrons might end up, do you think see them get significant lifts out of their Codex injection?
0: I think Necrons are at the very least an A-tier faction. Um, I agree with that, yeah. I think they've got two detachments that could potentially be s tier um yes they can they, they definitely have two they can hang because like canap is very strong and so is teleport mcgee um yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> well I'm, uh, I'm i'm me and a lot of
1: other people are concerned on which that they will nerf the tesla bomb which i don't i don't actually believe they need to i don't think it's i don't think it's as bad as we as everyone thinks um uh, maybe i'm just an apologist but um i mean if they're you know talking that, about the you're point, talking
0: about out of the plane
1: the one that technically doesn't work no 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 the the oh yeah sure sure no, i just meant more like the just the canoptic court oh combo yeah. bomb yeah yeah, 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 which, yeah, no, that, yeah, which, yeah i think they, of the, if if they kept the, if they kept the dev wounds is pretty much what i'm saying
0: yeah Oh, i agree because it, it is insane it is absolutely insane. Yeah, absolutely bonkers. Immortals can do
1: in that, in that, uh, in that situation. Well, and that, that's and that's my concern with Necrons. You take that away, nothing, nothing really does damage. <laughs> the, the, it, it's, it's pretty soft.
0: But anyway, what do you think about Admic? I feel bad for Admic players. I think Admic is an okay book. I think that in order to play them very competitively, you need to be very rich and have a lot yep. of hobbying time on your hands. Yep, yep. I agree with that because i think they're they their best stuff for killing stuff gives up too many points and i'd like to be wrong about that but i feel like and if you you're going to run dra- like dragoons and things
1: chicken, chickens you, yeah
0: you're just giving up 20 points on bring it down just by existing correct um so i think the, i think like to play the best like you can make a very high scoring mech list but you're spending a lot of money to do it mm-hmm. um and I just I don't know if it's there. I don't think I think like I think they're a B tier faction. Um, well, they're in a B right now, and it would be it would be a little bit sad to see them
1: go down in their codex. Like is funnily enough, is where did they go, they were tuners with B, and now they're C. It's yeah, and like, So I, think I I'd hate to see is, the
0: Yeah, I think the only reason why AdMech are B right now is because like so few people were playing them that it was only their stalwarts. They're like really awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah, your players
0: or whatever yeah, yeah. um and we're gonna see the same we're gonna see some people pick it up but like the best lists are so expensive to run mm. and uh they don't kill very much unless you're going really heavy on chickens so yeah i'm a little bummed about admec uh i've i've talked to some admec players and they say that like playing the game with them is fun um at the very least so there's that mm. and that might spur some people to try some new things we've been wrong about a lot of armies before and with everything being as tight as it is it doesn't take much for something like for another sisters of battle to show up either right for an army that kind of disregard to all of a sudden be like well i've got all the tools because what's good now is what i'm good against yeah Um, and
1: i suppose that's actually a great comparison from um, some of my issues with the admec book and i did say it on on the admec review it really feels like the the ninth edition sisters book where it's just a one detachment codex it's it's just bloody it's just bloody rose congratulations you get to play bloody rose for three years um and i mean that's a shame especially when i was really hopeful that they'd done so well with the some of the previous attachments being like you know space marines do definitely have you know four or five ways to play um you know units have two or three one or two (laughs) but uh yeah uh let's see what happens with the next wave and peter thank you so much again for coming on thanks for having me no, nah, I was a pleasure, mate. I'll see you in another couple of months. We'll have, uh, like I said, we'll have the actual data from the things we just uh, pontificated on. And, of course, we may, we're going to have a whole new swathe of goodness. We have a balanced data slate coming approximately end of January?
0: Yep. They're mid to end of January. We're supposed to get yep. a balanced data yep. slate. Um, theoretically, mid to end of January in we'll be getting a, a whole new game in old world and I just won't care about 40k anymore. I um, admit I'm, I'm just gonna be homo backing into the
1: hedge like see you oh later. Yeah. I, I've I'm, told I'm my buddy
0: who has all my lizard men, he's had them for six years. I'm like I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm just
1: I'm so excited. Cannot wait. But dude 40k is in a great freaking place. It is I we're all it's, impressed.
0: It's I would say it's in the best place it's been um at least balance wise. Since about well, mid-8th edition.
1: Well, just imagine where we were this time in ninth edition, right? Yeah. We were in the absolute S show that was Dracari at this time. And it that Dracari train did not end for another six months past where we are now.
0: Yeah, and then we just went into other terrible
1: trains. Like, it didn't yeah. get better. Yeah. It didn't um, get better. <laughs> we went from that into Crusher Stampede and all that nonsense. The game
0: um, was basically... Yeah. Ever since Space Marines 2.0 in 8th edition, we went through probably, like, what, three years of, or two years at the very least, three or four maybe, of yeah. this is not a very good balanced game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Whereas you, you're, now, talking about that,
1: you're talking about that golden nine months, or, yeah, seven to nine months in 8th edition where we had, like, two or three clearly the best armies, but we had, like, half the game could win a GT. Like,
0: well, yeah, like, I, there was a point in 8th where the best win rate was Gene Stealer Colts, and it was, like, 53.5. Oh,
1: Dude, bless! It was so right? good.
0: Um, that was like the be- Like that was kind of like the golden age uh, for balance in the game. But this We're is not up. bad. Having Dude. two factions over the top and yep. not needing—I don't think they need a whole lot. Like I think if you can touch cultists in a bad way and maybe yep. do something like chosen chaos base marines, probably just or forge fiends. Even they—they they probably uh, come down to earth and then
1: then yeah, Eldari.
0: I just need, like, their whole book thrown in the dumpster, but whatever. Just delete them.
1: Delete them. They're a dying <laughs> faction anyway. Have you read the fluff? They're a dying race. Yeah. Just let them go, uh, and we'll move on, and we'll be happy for yeah. it. Anyway. <laughs> and undo some nerfs to Custodians and Imperial Knights. Yeah. Um, undo the nerfs to Chaos Demons. Give them a, At least, please, give them back their big demons. Yeah. Um, and fact, um, apart, apart from Dracari, all the D all tier factions are there because of nerfs yeah Astodians, exactly Knights, death watch chaos demons so you can just undo nurse to undo that and Drakari just needs like just anything that has a knife now has another rend and Drakari may be oh, yeah. just okay there.
0: i think Drakari go up a lot with that um and i think the only thing by nerfing chaos space marines a little bit and eldar a little bit is you, you then probably do have to bad touch world leaders i don't think uh, you need to do anything to space to well, vote at ha- you might have vote oh, ten, but... Votan,
1: 10 to fifteen points on Sagittarius probably is everything you need to do to vote
0: Yeah, up, up like, Sagittars has... so that you're not yeah. auto taking five or six, or that you Correct. don't take all the rest when you do. Correct. Make and make
1: then... that three or four, and the, everything's more reasonable with that with them.
0: Yeah, and then I think everything's good. I think, but I think if you're going to nerf Chaos Space Marines and Eldar, you need to really look at. Um, World, world leaders you can't yeah. dodge it and i think and well, that's just, my worry with the balanced data slate is that's exactly what is going to happen is they're going to not touch world leaders at all and we're just going to get stampeded by blood boys uh, which whatever i mean I, I can deal with that a lot better that's, that's I can a, deal with having a, a, a purely close combat army <laughs> being that's the best a, yeah that's a refre-
1: exactly right. that's a refreshing change with 10th edition so far and a very refreshing change from eldari just like nonsensing me from the other side of the table but anyway, yeah. on that note we're gonna check out of this uh ladder update hopefully you guys have enjoyed it at home hopefully you guys are enjoying your 40k and uh peter my man thank you very much again for coming on always my great pleasure to have you and uh look after yourself bye-bye
0: thank you for listening to art of war down under a content review podcast for warhammer 40k